Hey, uh, just to kind of remind everybody where we're at, uh, we're in the middle of this, uh, th this series called In the Meantime. And, and, and what it's trying to do is consider, uh, you know, that space in the meantime, that space in the middle. Uh, you, you've got a clear event on one side and then sort of an unclear thing in your future. And everything in here is in the meantime. Uh, in the meantime, moments are filled with frustration. Uh, they're filled with pain uh, and, and they're filled with uncertainty. Yeah, and so we started that series last week and, and, and we started considering the one thing that Jesus tells us we should not do. We should not stumble uh, based on what he does or what he says. Instead, we should, we should keep our eyes on him and, and keep our eyes on the, on the empty tomb and, and be certain that he always brings in the meantime moments to an end. He, he turns in the meantime moments into new beginnings. Uh, today we're thinking about gifts that he gives us for these in the meantime moments. And, and so we're going to jump right in here to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to be kind of looking verse by verse almost word for word uh, because this is a really powerful story that the Apostle Paul tells us. And, and as we're looking at this then what we're going to have an opportunity at the end to just kind of say yeah, yeah, what, what kind of gift is he giving us for these in the meantime moments, all right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, uh, Paul says this, So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. Let, let's just stop there for a second. Um, how many of you struggle with, uh, with this, with being conceited? How many of you struggle with pride and being boastful? Just admit it. Just own it, right? You could even sound off on uh, Zoom or on Facebook and just type in a yes and let us know that, uh, that we're not alone in struggling with being conceited or boasting or being prideful. Um, Paul uh, here is saying, I had uh, all the reason in the world to be conceited. If anybody had the right to boast as a disciple of Jesus, it was me, right? That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. But, but he's saying here, God brought this thing into my life to help me not be conceited, to help me not boast any longer. Just look at Paul's resume. Um, Paul, before he meets Jesus, says, um, I am a Pharisee of Pharisees, right? That means that, that he, uh, you know, uh, when you think about keeping the rules, Paul kept the rules better than anyone else kept the rules. He followed the, the traditions and the rituals better than anyone else followed the traditions and the rituals. Um, after he came into relationship with Jesus, we know that Paul did miracles, um, uh, there, there was one time he was preaching and a, and a boy fell out of the window and he went and he revived that boy. We, we think that he was actually dead and Paul brought him back from the dead. There was another story in Philippi when, uh, when Paul saw a girl with a demon in her and he cast out that demon. Paul did miracles. Uh, Paul was a, is probably the best church planter that the world has ever known. I mean, he planted church after church after church. <laughs> after church. Um, even this church here in Corinth that we're looking at today, right? This is 2 Corinthians, probably late in his life and ministry. Uh, the, the church in Corinth is, is thriving. It's one of the biggest churches in the first century. He planted churches. Paul made disciples that made disciples that made disciples that made more disciples. He, he's doing what we as a congregation are trying to do in a long to do. And right here in 2 Corinthians 12, he says, God gave me special revelations. Right? If, you, if you remember the word revelation, 
means that something used to be hidden, it used to be covered, and God is pulling the veil back. So that's what God is doing for Paul. He's giving Paul some special insights and some special revelations that, that nobody else was getting to see. Paul is saying, if anyone had reason to boast, if anyone had reason to be conceited, it was me. But God brought this thing into my life to help me not boast, to help me not be conceited. Let's keep looking at it here. Um, So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. There's three words, there's a lot in here. There's three words that are massively important for us. Thorn, um, harass, and given, right? So so thorn um, is a constant irritating problem. We're not talking about like a momentary problem, like a, you know, a fly buzzing around your face for a minute, right? This is a constant irritating problem that the Apostle Paul is facing. Um, the, the, the word thorn here literally means a pointed, sharp piece of wood in his flesh, right? Uh, a sharp stake or splinter in his flesh. We don't think it was a literal splinter in his flesh, but, but Paul's trying to give us some word pictures of what he is experiencing. So Paul says that, that he had this thorn, this constant irritating problem, and, and we, we really have no idea what it was. Uh, there's all kinds of guesses out there. Um, this is a widely debated topic. Um, uh, some people will say it was epilepsy, And so it means that he had just kind of random on the moment seizures uh, out there in front of people, sometimes even as he was preaching. Um, Other people will say that that he had seasons of deep, deep depression. Um, Other people will say that that it means that he had headaches, like migraine headaches, you know, the kind where you just have to sit in your room and you don't want to hear any noise, you don't want to see any light, you don't want to move because your migraine is so bad. Um, Other people will say that that, that it was malaria. Uh, Apparently, where, where he planted churches in the first century, they had a lot of malaria issues. And so other people will say it was malaria. Uh, Paul tells us himself, it was a messenger of Satan sent to harass me. Um, that word harass is a word that means torment. So, so just see this. This is not like um, somebody holding up a piece of chocolate and saying, hey, don't you want this piece of chocolate? Even though you know you shouldn't, right? This is a tormenting, the word the word is, is very powerful. It means to strike with your fist or, or to beat somebody or something up, right? So, so Paul says that, that, that I had this, this constant irritating problem, right, that, that was frequently beating me down, that, that was beating me down on a regular, almost everyday kind of basis, now, I want to give you an option here, and, and I would love for you to, again, engage with us and just type in a number, either on Zoom or on Facebook, and let us know if you would respond with number one or number two. Uh, number one uh, is how I would respond, so that's the number I would put in. I would, like, try to make the best of this moment, you know, this constant irritating problem that uh, is beating me down, but, but if I'm honest, I would also be complaining and whining, and I would be miserable. Right, so so if you'd be in that category, type in a number one. Number two is what the apostle Paul does, and he calls this a gift. 
I would not be in that category, but you might be. Uh, so, so type in a number one or a number two and let us know where you would be on that. Would you be in the category where you're looking at this constant irritating problem that, that is beating you down? And, and, and you would say, I'll make the best of it, but this is miserable and this is awful and I want out of this. Or would you call it a gift? Now, just see this. Um, uh, Paul says that this was a gift. Uh, he says just simply, right, the thorn was given me in the flesh. Uh, uh, given me, right? So, so, so he, he didn't have something before, and, and he's got something now, right? He, he, he didn't have something before, and he's got something now. This is the same word that you would use at a birthday party. It's my birthday, and somebody gave me gifts, right? Uh, at a wedding, right? Uh, I, I, we had a wedding party and people gave me gifts. Uh, this, is a, this is not a curse, right? This is not a punishment. He, he's not saying um, uh, this thorn in the flesh was given me as a curse, right? Uh, it is not saying that, that this thorn in the flesh was given me as a punishment. No, no. This was given to me as a gift, and I don't think that we would say this is a, a bad gift that he receives. It's not like he opens this and he's like disappointed or angry or frustrated and says, gee, thanks, and then puts it on the shelf or throws it away later. I also probably don't think that this is a gift where he's saying, yeah, this is so great. What he's doing is he's opening up this gift and he's saying, wow, man, this is really, really special. This is the gift that I needed. Thank you for this gift. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Let's keep going here and look at this a little bit more. This is verse 8. Three times he says, I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, and that it should leave me. There's two important things here, right? The word pleaded. Uh, that's a, that is a deep, uh, heartfelt word, right? This means to beg. It means to implore, right? This is not Paul like praying once, Hey God, would you please take this away? This is like uh, an ongoing regular thing. This is, this is getting on your knees, involving all of your body, involving all of your heart and all of your mind, because everything depends on this prayer. Right? And just see this, he pleaded with God not just once, he begged God not just twice, he implored God three times, take this away. And the answer was no, no, no. Paul is very much living in the meantime, and he calls it a gift. He calls this in the meantime moment a gift that God sent into his life. Let's keep looking at it here and wrestling with this a little bit. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should never leave me. Verse 9, but he said to me, in other words, no, right? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect 
in weakness. So, so just look at this, right? Some really powerful words here. The word grace, it means undeserved, unearned gift. Um, it, it is uh, an unearned, undeserved favor from God. Uh, grace means Christ's, uh, God's riches at Christ's expense, right? God's riches at Christ's expense. Uh, the word sufficient means to be strong, right? To be enough. So God is saying, look, my gifts and my favor is enough for you. It is strong enough for you. It is all that you need. My uh, power, right? My strength and ability, God says, is made perfect in weakness, right? In a lack of strength, in a lack of ability. So look at what Paul says to finish this out. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't think that there's any hint of sarcasm or frustration here. I don't think there's any hint of, of complaining or settling here. There's a, a joyful, genuinely grateful spirit from Paul of, regarding this gift that God has given to him. And so I want to spend a few minutes just thinking about how is it that he's able to say this? Yeah, because on the one hand, we could just like put Apostle Paul out there and say, man, he's superhuman. I'll never be like him. Right. But but we want to spend a couple minutes just thinking about how is he able to say this? It seems to me that what he's doing is he's able to understand that in the meantime, moments are filled with God's purpose. Now, just see this. It's not God's purpose. It's not his purpose for himself. Paul's not on a discovery to find a purpose in the meantime moment. What he's doing is he's saying, I, I realize that God has a purpose for me, right, from himself in the meantime. These verses are filled with purposeful words. Uh, so, right, it's the very first word in uh, verse 7, in order to keep me from uh, in order to keep me from, he says again, right? Therefore, I will, uh, so that, for the sake of Christ. These are all purposeful words, right? Purpose-filled words. And, and, and what Paul is doing is he's saying, look, I, I would be the first one to get conceited and to boast, but God sent this thing into my life as a gift to keep me humble. Because Paul knows that it isn't good for me to be focused right here on myself, but for me to be focused up there on him. So, so look, when you are in the meantime, we want to be a people that are looking for and asking Jesus, what is your purpose for me in the meantime? Now, be careful. Be gracious to yourself here, right? Uh, uh, just see this. The Apostle Paul pleaded not once, not twice, but three times, Lord, take this away from me. It tells me that, that the Apostle Paul didn't initially see this as a gift that he had to learn that this was a gift, that he had to see over time that this was a gift. So, so be gracious to yourself. You probably won't see what is God's purpose for me in the meantime right away. If I'm honest, um, over the last month and a half or so, I, I just sort of realized maybe the last week or two, what is God doing in my own heart and life in this in the meantime season that we face? I didn't see it right away, but, but God is working on my heart and he's, he's, he's changing me in an ongoing way through this in the meantime season. So, so we've got to be a people that are asking and looking for what's, what's God's purpose for me in the meantime.
Um, it, it takes time for the shock and the frustration and the pain and the uncertainty to wear off and, and to be ready to listen to God's purpose for you in the meantime. Now, the other thing that, that I see here, right, is, is that the Apostle Paul would probably say, I, 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 wouldn't both, I, I wouldn't have this any other way. Right? He's able to say, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses because he wouldn't have this any other way. Think about this. He is getting to experience the presence of Jesus in a profound way. He's getting to experience grace. Right? He's getting to experience a Jesus that, that gives him success and makes him successful, even though he clearly hasn't earned it and doesn't deserve it. He's getting to experience the power of Jesus, right? the ability to do something, to do stuff that, that, that he knows he's not capable of doing. He is getting to experience Jesus in a profound way. And so he wouldn't, just see this, he wouldn't wish this on anybody else. But, but he also wouldn't have it any other way because he's getting to experience Jesus in such a profound and incredible way. So, so folks, in the meantime, we, we want to be a people that are looking for God's purpose for us. And we want to be a people that are celebrating the presence of Jesus and what he is doing because he's always with us right there in our homes. And he's always showing us some incredible gifts. For in the meantime. Amen? Amen.